It's Football Friday, your chance to put the press on Presson. Double E Football Team President and CEO Chris Presson joins Chelsea and Shea for your questions. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. First in industry, first in class. Time for a segment we've been having a lot of fun with for the past couple of weeks. We get to do it again today. Morley, uh, Chelsea, and I get to ask Chris Presson all the questions that you want us to ask Chris Presson. You can send us a text right now, 780-496-0063. If you have a question for the president and CEO, send it our way, and we'll put it to him and find out exactly uh, what's going on for you. That's right. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Chelsea. Thanks for joining us. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday to uh, the three of you as well. Yeah, it's uh, another week down, another week closer. And uh, I know Morley's been talking about it all week. Morley, it, like, we've, we've been rumored that a schedule could be in the offing, right? Yeah, we've, we've heard that. We heard from Randy Ambrosi uh, early in the week, the CFL commissioner, that uh, he hinted strongly that it would be soon, maybe very soon. And then uh, the rumor mill started to hit yesterday that it's going to come out today. Chris, are you in a position where you can confirm or deny that we'll see a CFL schedule today? I cannot confirm or deny, but I can only say or ask, how do you all always find these things out? <laughs> That's hard to you got your ear to the ground. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take that. I think I know what the situation is then. <laughs> well, I would say we have, have some good news today. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be, uh, you know, around 10 o'clock might be a, a fun time to pay attention to the, to the news wire and, and see what comes about. All right, there you go. We will definitely watch for that for sure. Uh, Let's say a schedule just by hand does come out today. (laughs) How important is that for everybody just to have some sort of normalcy in place as you move through this and and i know you know the schedule probably could change and i mean as as uh, i heard matt nichols say yesterday that hey we had a schedule for 2022 and that never happened but how is it just kind of a nice to get a sense of normalcy to it and have something come out that say hey there's a pretty good chance that we can get this back on the rails for next year yeah absolutely and certainly fair points by matt as well but yeah it is uh it, it does uh seem like if we can get that out it, it kind of steadies the ship a bit i mean it's been uh it's been a bit rocky i think uh there's no way to hide behind that but i think when you look at what may be on the horizon and it beginning with the schedule i think that's a great thing to uh initially hang our hat on uh certainly in discussions the last couple of weeks uh around the schedule i, I certainly like what what i've seen thus far for the opportunities we may have going into 2021 Chris, we just got a, a listener send us in a question that's sort of a follow-up on this schedule. How do you visualize being able to play without fans in the stands? Can you even be viable? Well, you certainly can't be viable. Uh, there is a way to play. It all depends upon what the public health officials allow us to do and what that capacity maximum or minimum may be. And certainly there are ways to uh, go about it to try and keep your head above water. And that's what we'll do. You know, we've modeled so many scenarios i i literally don't know that there's a scenario that we haven't modeled Mm -hmm. so we understand within general terms what any scenario may produce and certainly fans in the stands is clearly the most evident and obvious that we need but there are other ways for us to at least consider uh having something for 2021 as well have you been uh, taking part in and have you been listening in on any of the conversations that have gone on this week online? And, and maybe just talk about how important Grey Cup Unite Week has been. Of course, it would have been the Grey Cup Week this week with the game in Regina on Sunday. 
it's it seems like the CFL has said, hey, we gotta we gotta get back in the spotlight. We gotta get talking about ourselves uh, a bit. And this week they've they've done that with a lot of online stuff, and still some great things to come on the weekend as well. Have you have you been a part of any of it? You know, unfortunately, I have been a part of it. I haven't had a chance to listen to anyone else just because of my schedule day to day. But some of my coworkers have had an opportunity to listen in part and certainly have got some positive feedback. And you're right. We need to be back on the spotlight. Uh, we need some positivity. And, and certainly having, you know, Scott Milanovic involved in a roundtable with others certainly helps that cause. And, you know, when you look up, we have coming up this weekend, we have some great things, a full day of events tomorrow. Uh, culminating with the rebroadcast of uh, the 1980 Grey Cup on Sunday and of equal importance, the 50-50 drawing for uh, for Joey Moss and his memorial fund at the Winterford Stewart Association. So we're looking forward to what, will be, what should be a really fun weekend. Yeah, we could talk about the 50-50 uh, coming up, but I want to ask you, you came on the scene about September last year uh, and you went to the Grey Cup, right? Did you, you were at the Spirit of Edmonton Breakfast, were you not? I was. Yeah, so that was your first one. Give me your impression about what you saw about the Spirit of Edmonton and their breakfast. I had heard a number of stories around the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast. I was uh, prepared to go in and come out incoherent. Uh, Because I was prepared for that, I did not consume, and therefore I came out coherent. But it was one of the more fun things I've been a part of. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you can only uh, really give it and do it its its due diligence and and, uh, give it credit if you're in there firsthand because it's uh, it was quite an experience and i have to say uh the mc the one that handles the whole event i mean quite a character and i don't know how you do it without him he's the star of the show yes indeed uh, mark sure is uh and, and with that in mind it's, it's kind of neat that they're going online on on saturday with with some some speeches some dignitary stuff and and then some concerts especially with spoiled rotten uh, to, uh, to wrap it all up their house band for the last 10 years uh, i guess if you if you can only do it virtually that's the way you got to do it right yeah, it is. And I think uh, the league's done a really good job of organizing it all and including us in the spirit of Edmonton, as you mentioned, and, you know, great speakers with Minister Ahir and Commissioner Ambrosi and the mayor, you know, the keeper of the cup and Jeff McWinney. Uh, and then just the musical performances, as you said, Spoiled Rotten being one uh, and opened by Dan Davidson. So we're really looking forward to that. And again, that leads us to Sunday, which is also a big day. Chris, looking a little bit beyond this weekend, uh, lots of people curious about the name. I know you're getting lots of questions about this, uh, and so did we, so we'll condense it. It's coming from, I guess what we can kind of say is four people, Karen, Brian, Glenn, Henry, kind of asking the same question here. Um, will they always now be EE football team? When can we expect a name change? Yeah, we'll keep the EE brand for sure. Uh, you can expect uh, some public-facing uh, pieces of information that will begin on Sunday. Uh, We'll be seeking the opinions of the community at large, and then we'll be taking that once we get all of those opinions on the name, and we'll be condensing that kind of amalgamation of information, and we'll be coming back to Edmonton at a later point uh, for more information and and more input. So, yeah, it starts on Sunday. So, again, look for some public-facing information to begin then. Interesting. Okay. Uh, another question we got from one of our listeners, Chris, and, and it's not a bad one, especially, you know, this week as we've seen some of the true legends of Eskimo lore. Uh, you know, they've been here on 630 Chet talking about the Great Cup memories and things like that. Uh, and people just love Gizmo Williams. He, he's probably the all-time fan favorite in this city. Um, is there? He's in town. Has there ever been any talk about getting him involved in some official capacity with the Eskimos? 
You know what? There hasn't been talk. Um, he was in the building the other day doing what you just said, filming uh, some snippets around Grey Cup. And unfortunately, I wasn't in a position to meet him, but I've heard wonderful things about him. Uh, I would also tell you that I did have the pleasure of meeting Adarius Bowman, who was in the building for the same reason. And much like Gizmo, he lights a room up. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the 30 minutes I had with him, and I wish I had had an opportunity to meet Gizmo. But any and all players like that make sense for us in the future. It's just a, uh, around how we fit them in, uh, clearly from a community perspective. They know the community well. They've played here. They've given their blood, sweat, and tears, and they're very well-liked well, well liked human beings as well. So there is some sensibility around that. It's just how do we fit them in and exactly what do they do? Hey, Chris, how important are the alumni as you move forward with the name change especially? I know some of them are worried that with the dropping of the, of the old name that their old accomplishments will kind of uh, get swept away. How important is it to keep the history and the alumni still in the now with the football club? Yeah, the, their accomplishments will never be swept away. It's, it's part and parcel why we're keeping the EE brand. We want there to be a, certainly a nod to the past, and that will last forever. That's why the e-brand and the co- colors, and uh, certainly that's, again, the nod to the past. And as we look to move forward with a new name, it'll all tie together. And, um, you know, so their accomplishments will always be forever held in, re- in high regard and, and never vanquished in any way at all. Um, certainly they're important, but everyone is, to be honest with you, the community at large, our shareholders, our alumni, our board, our casual buyers, our group ticket buyers, our season seat holders, our premium seat holders, and the list goes on and on. And so we'll try to involve everyone. Certainly that's a long list of people. And when you try to involve so many people, it can be a bit cumbersome, yet we understand the necessity in doing so. All right, and uh, we just don't want to let you go without talking again about the 50-50 for Joey Moss. I think that's such a great initiative. Um, Let's just talk about how people can get in on that again, Chris. Yeah, just go to our website, esks.com. Ticket sale is open at 10 a.m. on Sunday. They close at 8 p.m. We are expecting uh, to produce a big number. We'll have all hands on deck as it relates to any issues that we could possibly have. I I feel good about it because we can have as many as 40,000 people on our website simultaneously. So we've done all we can to troubleshoot it uh, to make sure that you know we limit any risk we may have around producing a big number so just hop on our website uh it'll send you directly to our provider who handles the 50 50 and uh, away we go and i I plead with edmontonians and albertans to get behind it uh, for such uh, a great human being and such a great legacy that he's leaving behind excellent so that's on that's on sunday and you're also just to recap you said stay tuned on sunday because there's going to be some information coming out from the club on sunday about how we're moving forward with the name correct yeah we're going to give everybody an input uh, opportunity and uh, again we'll take that information and and uh, i don't know that we'll necessarily regurgitate everything that that we gain but we will take that information and and be back to the community at large over due time Awesome. Okay, Chris, thanks so much for making the time and have a great Grey Cup Unite weekend. Same to all of you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.